This is astrologer DK Brainerd, and you're listening to the Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the week of November 29th, 2010, and the week of December 6th, 2010. Yes, I'm going to combine the next two weeks into a single podcast. I've also got the December video forecast coming out at the start of the month, so you'll get more information there. And also unveiling on wordsforthepeople.com this month my expanded monthly audio forecast, which are an incredible bargain for a 15-minute conversation with me about your specific sign. Just want to make you aware of those couple of things coming up. We've got a lot going on at the start of the month, so we're going to start out talking about the new moon in Sagittarius and the mars square that sort of really colors the first week. And we're also going to talk about Mars changing signs. On December 7th, Mars moves into the sign of Capricorn, the sign of his exaltation. And then on December 10th, Mercury goes retrograde for the last time in 2010. Mercury and Capricorn retrograding. So we'll talk about what that means to us. So let's get started with the Mars-Uranus square. Mars-Uranus is a signature for accidents and what we might call sudden eruptions of force into the world. Now, usually when Mars-Uranus actually brings about a physical accident, such as a collision in the car or falling off a ladder or getting electrocuted or, you know, something like that, there's... It's making a direct connection to that person's chart. So it's it's directly impacting a major planet or point in that person's chart. And then that person's chart probably also has some progressed aspects happening. So it takes a lot for Mars-Uranus to actually line up as violence in the physical world. But where the other thing that's inevitably involved in that is that Mars-Uranus usually only manifests as an accident, as something major in the physical world, if we're repressing our Mars energy in some way. So as we start out the month, I want you to be aware of where your anger energy is. Be aware of your aggressive, assertive, warrior energy. And you know, pay attention if you're feeling something building up inside of you that you're not letting out. You know, It might be time to go, for the, go to the gym might be time to do a primal scream session into your pillow or out in the woods or maybe just sing along real loud in your car, you know, as you're driving to work. Because that's the that's the kind of trigger energy that Mars Uranus needs to really bring something negative into your world. In a positive sense, Mars Uranus is sudden enlightenment. So Uranus is the enlightener, the awakener. Uranus is always trying to free us into our authentic self. And Uranus in Pisces is really trying to free us into our connection with the all-one, with the divine. And so that that's the positive side of this. And, and, you know, we'll get a feeling for how, what level of integrity we're having with our anger energy, with our aggressive energy, probably depending on how we're feeling about this aspect. So it can be really positive. But uh, I want you to be aware of the stakes involved and, you know, of how that aspect plays out. 
Now, on the 5th, we have a new moon in Sagittarius. So new moons always ask us to let go of, of a pattern or an activity or a behavior that, or a belief that we've outgrown and to make room for the seeds of something new that's being planted in whatever area of your chart Sagittarius falls in. On a general level, Sagittarius is about our philosophy of life. It's about our beliefs. It's about the search for truth. It's about the desire to be embodiments of our higher self and to really be all that we can be in the world. I always tend to think of Sagittarius as being a lot like the mission of the Starship Enterprise in the old Star Trek, you know, going boldly where no one has gone before. I love my Sagittarian friends who are healers. You know, they they tell me these stories about working with clients and, I don't know, casting out demons or, you know, performing these incredible feats of meditation where they spend several hours or, or days or weeks in these um, altered states of consciousness or whatever, places that most of us would never volunteer to go, you know, but that that's Sagittarius for you. So... On a deeper level, this new moon for all of us is, it's about our beliefs, it's about our perspective on life. And with Sagittarius, you know, we find that the more we expand the framework through which we see life, the more options that we give ourselves. Sagittarius always believes that there's a better day right around the corner. And that usually turns out to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So let's use this new moon to really set our intention that we're going to find the best perspective that, that's available to us at this time in our life. And that, that's the way we're going to see life, you know, and we're going to let go of patterns of, of ways of seeing. I was just talking to somebody earlier this week about there's this great book called Ways of Seeing. And I want to say it was written by a British art critic, maybe in the 70s. But it talks all about how the world that we experience is, is so determined by the way we've been taught to see the world and how advertisers, for example, take advantage of that. And they, you know, they know they have this body of knowledge and of research and of experience that says this is the way people look at a picture. And so the pictures in advertising are expertly designed to draw us to, you know, the advertising, the print advertising equivalent, for example, of the buy button on the internet, or to draw us in the television ad to, you know, that succulent um, juice dripping down off of the hamburger or that very sexual, sensual drop of perspiration sliding down the, curvaceous glass of beer in the picture you know they, they know exactly what they're doing and they know how to manipulate our behavior through that and with this new moon in Sagittarius with the Sagittarius energy that we have going on with Mars in the very last degrees of Sagittarius really activating the the sign for us we want to look at how am I seeing the world and how can I let go of limited ways of seeing the world that that are holding me back from being, from connecting to the options that are out there. So one of the ways that we could look at, at Sagittarius is that it's the framework through which we see the world. You know, so if you imagine holding up a, um, 
just say holding up a big black sheet over your head and you've got a little circle cut in the sheet and you can kind of see out of it with one eye at a time. And you see this, this cone or this tube of the world outside the sheet. And then if we cut that hole a little bit bigger so that you can see out of both eyes, all of a sudden now you have stereo optic vision. You can see depth. You, you get a, a fuller picture of what's out there. And the more we cut out of that sheet, so the bigger framework we get, then we can start to see peripherally, you know, and, and we start to open up all of these things where before we're just seeing maybe one object in the foreground. And as we open things up, we can see what's going on in the background. It reminds me of uh, Suzuki and Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. He talks about the reason that we suffer is because we're only seeing the foreground of the picture. And in, in the foreground, everything seems to be changing. And because change is painful for us, then we feel that we're suffering. But what meditation does for us, you know, what a spiritual practice does for us, what that Sagittarian connection to the higher self does for us is it opens up the background of the picture. So it enables us to see when we meditate and when we're aware of what's going on in our mind, rather than being totally identified with whatever ego thoughts are going on or whatever emotions we're having in the moment, meditation and a spiritual practice opens us up to the wider field of vision and to the deeper field of vision in the world. So it opens up our ways of seeing so that we can still be aware of that emotion or that thought or that reaction to what so-and-so said or did. But we can also see that the background isn't moving. And so Suzuki says when we become aware that, you know, the foreground is constantly in flux, that the immediate things of our life constantly seem to be shifting and changing and threatening to undermine our plans threatening to escape our control. But what we realize with the spiritual perspective is that in the background, God is there. Goddess is there. The divine is there. The cycles of nature are there. Eternity, which, you know, isn't a very, very long period of time, but is the absence of time. And the presence of presence, you know, the presence of, of being in the moment. When we connect to that, we realize that, you know, everything's okay. And then I can allow the worries of, you know, and this is an intense time of year. I, I was reflecting on, on the holidays this year and why it's so intense for us. And I think a big part of that is that Sagittarius is just a really intense sign. It's, you know, it's fiery. It's go, 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 go. And when you got everybody sort of in that mentality of go, 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 it, it tends to build up the energy and that can be hard for us to handle, you know, but we can use this time to say, okay, that's going to make me even more committed to get back into my practice because I know when I'm practicing every day, whatever your practice is. When I'm practicing every day, that enables me to experience that worry, experience the fear, experience the anxiety, whatever that is, and simultaneously 
not have to be identified with it. So that doesn't come into my field of vision and block out everything else, which is what happens when we're possessed by the ego, when we're possessed by our fears. You know, that fear just looms so large that it blocks out all the rest of the view. And by practicing, we open up that view so that the fear can be there, you know, but we can move to the side of it. Uh, we can turn on the windshield wipers and kind of knock it off. You know, maybe it comes back a few minutes later, but uh, that's okay. We'll kind of, uh, you know, turn, make a right turn and then it's kind of sliding by the window to the left. And we have options is what I'm trying to say. I really experienced this big time this past week in the sense that I finally, you know, Ben, my awesome web guy, and I finally were able to release the next level of the website, which is the the words premium membership and the words basic membership also. And we worked so hard, and, you know, this project's been probably at least a year in the active making, and even further back as far as planning and dreaming and, and creating it mentally and emotionally. And leading up to it, I mean, I worked about 44 hours in three days prior to the launch, you know, and we launched it and it's great. It worked. 90% of it was there, but, you know, we had some technical problems where the auto responders were sending too many emails and duplicate emails to people and, and, you know, some people were confused and there was just this um, sort of energy that came after the after the successful launch where I felt like, you know, I should be just overjoyed because this is a really, really cool thing. In a lot of ways, this represents the culmination of my life's work to this point. And again, 90% of it was working just wonderfully and it looks great and I should be happy and I really found myself overwhelmed by fear for two or three days after the launch you know this fear like oh what if people don't like it what if I think the product is great but nobody else does you know what if the we can't fix these little minor problems and it screws everything up what if what if what if and that was very uncomfortable. I didn't want to be in that place. But at the same time, the benefit of having a spiritual practice, you know, and, and being consistent with that practice is sometimes better, much better than other times, you know. Sometimes much more consistently and much more focused and much more every day. And then sometimes kind of letting it slide for a while and, and, and skating by and then having to, you know, get back into it. I mean, it's just the cycle of life, right? But having a spiritual practice for the last nine or 10 years has enabled me to feel that fear. And even though it was really uncomfortable, you know, and even though there were times where it felt like it was just totally taking over my mind and even taking over my body, you know, creating these stress and panicky feelings, I can breathe into it and I can do you know, my practice. And I have learned that sometimes you just got to take a break and go out for a walk or take a break and read a book or watch a movie, walk away from it. And that's the, that's what Sagittarius can really do for us is that, you know, that enabled me, my practice enabled me, and I'm really grateful for this to 
have a wide enough frame, a wide enough window, so that this big black mass of fear that's right in my face, it's still right there in my face, but I can see around it, you know? And I recognize that I can move a little bit to the side, and then I can see the background, which is that, you know what, even if these problems turn out to be difficult to fix, we'll get them done sooner or later. And even if some people don't like the product, most of the people will. And, you know, on and on. So let's really use this energy in the first week of December to sort of open up to what is the next bigger, deeper, wider, fuller perspective that I can open in my life. On the 7th, Mars goes into Capricorn. I think that we're going to like this shift again. So we keep getting these really kind of nice Mars shifts. Um, Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn. Mars, Capricorn, the structure of Capricorn, the sort of um, doing things by the rules and having a long-term objective of the sign of Capricorn is a really nice place for Mars to be because it focuses that martial energy that otherwise can kind of just be sprayed all over the place. And so I feel like this is a great energy going into the holidays. Now, Mars is going to be conjunct Pluto in the first week. So there's a powerful evolutionary imperative there. And we've talked a lot over the last year about Pluto and Capricorn and how we're we're really being pushed to evolve society, Capricorn, evolve the major structures of, of the world into something new and sort of let go of the dehumanizing elements in so many of the big structures, healthcare and um, the corporate paradigm and, you know, factory farms being some examples of that. That Mars-Pluto is going to be intense, but one of the ways that we can look at this is that Mars is going to energize wherever Capricorn is in your chart Mars is going to energize that that need to let go of the old paradigm and really open up to the new paradigm. And again, Mars is in his exaltation in Capricorn. So I, I, I feel like this is going to be a positive energy, energy shift. Intense, but positive. Mercury goes retrograde on December 10th in about 5 degrees and change of Capricorn, almost 6 degrees. And it's the last Mercury retrograde of the year. Again, the same sort of energy comes up for review. So Mars is going to be triggering this Capricorn area of our life. And at the same time, Mercury retrograde is going to be really focusing on us on how am I doing dealing with Capricornian things. And again, specifically, you can look at the houses that or the house that Capricorn occupies in your chart, and that'll give you a good hint as to what part of your life Mercury is going to be bringing up for review. So Mercury retrograde always wants us to look inward, look backward in time in that area of our life to see how we've been doing with that and to find better ways of moving forward with that. When Mercury moves forward at the end of December, um, you know it's going to trigger that area of our life in a positive way. And enable to make us enable us to make changes based on what we learned during the retrograde. So, in a general sense, with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, we're going to be reevaluating 
how we deal with the big structures in life. So that would be the aforementioned, the corporate system, um, you know, government, big religion, politics, healthcare, uh, education, all of these big structures that, that sort of, uh, dominate the societal landscape. And on a, on a more personal level, what we're going to be looking at is how am I doing with my long-term goals? How am I doing with following the rules? How am I doing with being the authority of my own life and setting up viable structures so that I can achieve my long-term goals, especially in an environment in which the old rules and the old security structures are crumbling with Pluto and Capricorn from now until 2023. How am I doing with aligning myself with the fact that we are in a world that's in a major transition? I'll be back in a couple weeks and we'll talk more about the Mercury retrograde and also about the very powerful lunar eclipse that's happening on the solstice on December 21st. Until then, please feel free to come over and check out the expanded monthly audio horoscope for your individual sign. I hope you have a great couple of weeks, and until next time, this is astrologer D.K. Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. I've seen the best minds of my generation Refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, Ain't gonna cure what ails us I've seen the best minds of my generation Washing windows at the service station